Chapter 12 Stakeout That it was a monster there could be no doubt. That it was the most peculiar monster that Tim Bradley had ever seen in all the movies, comics, or television he'd experienced, there could be no doubt either. Good grief, Tim gasped, getting his sword ready. Prepare for battle, my fine assistant, shouted Simon Belmont, brandishing his whip. I think we shall have an excellent little tussle against this one. The monster was tall. It walked like a man, but that was where the resemblance ended. Its face was a lizard hide. Its head looked as though someone had jammed a basketball through its fanged mouth. It looked, thought Tim, like the creature from the Black Lagoon, after a long spell on the wrong side of the lead shield in a nuclear reactor. Arrgh, it growled. Back, ho oh villainous creature of the night, said Simon Belmont, bringing his arm back for a snap of the whip. Hey, hold on there, said the thing. I said arg because I just stubbed my toe trying to get away from you guys. You want to give me a break? I do not trust you, said Simon, and he flung the whip over his shoulder, preparing to strike. However, Tim stepped in and stayed Simon's hand, causing the whip to strike the wall instead of the monster. Why did you do that, screamed Simon Belmont, his face growing red. I don't remember if anger is one of the seven deadly sins, said Tim, but you sure are getting out of control. I don't care how ugly this thing is, it's asked for a chance to explain what it's up to. But it's a creature of Dracula, said Simon, growing more furious. Hey, simmer down, Simon. It looks like you're more a creature of Dracula now than it is. I mean, show a little mercy. Just because it's big, wicked looking, and ugly doesn't mean it works for Dracula. Please, said the creature. Your companion is correct. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Freddy. Say, no kidding. We have a guy in the horror movies back home. His name is Freddy, too. Ah, but Freddy with an I-E? Hmm. No, I suppose it's with a Y. Well, there you go. All good monsters have their name end with an I-E. All bad ones with a Y. Helps keep things straight. Good monsters, Simon said skeptically. Give a fella a break, said Freddy, rearing to his full height with no small amount of indignity. A clatter of loose scales tumbled to the floor like snow. I have a few bad habits, and we all lose our temper sometimes. But all in all, I must say, I'm a pretty nice guy. Why, then, has Dracula not possessed you? Don't you think he hasn't tried? But you see, we smart monsters... Freddy tapped his bulbous head cagely. We know how to outwit the old skunk. It's the dumb ones that are in its sway. Not that we don't get tempted sometimes. Yes, said Simon. I too have a temptation problem. This is one of the reasons that Timothy Bradley here is with me. To remind me that I am being tempted. And again, he has done an excellent job. And I thank him. And I thank him too, said Freddy bloodshot thyroid eyes bulging almost comically. But for you, good Sir Timothy, I most certainly would have been snapped back into ye old nasty dimension from whence all monsters, good and bad, arise. And let me tell you, that is not a nice place. No, I prefer the twisted passages of Berkeley Mansion and Varos Woods to that other dimension. But that is where we're trying to send Dracula, isn't it? said Tim excitedly. Precisely, said Simon. But... He stubbornly clings to this world. 
Why is this, Freddy Monster? What is the allure of the land of Castlevania, that Count Dracula should want to stay here when it would be so much easier for him to just let go and drift back to his home dimension? Simple, said Freddy. Here, he's big stuff. Back home, he's just another creep. Here, he's the boss. Back there, he takes orders. But from who? The biggest monster of them all, that's who. The master of death, Satanos. Freddy Monster shivered. Get Zooks. It gives me the willies just to think about him. Just pray you don't ever run into him. Thank you for your advice, Freddy Monster, said Simon with the utmost seriousness. But perhaps you can be of further help to us. Sure, advice I can give, but I can't help you get Dracula. We've got a sort of truce, you see. That's all right, Tim said. All we need is some help. The lady caretaker upstairs mentioned that there are all kinds of unpleasant creatures down in this cellar. Oh yes, she would. Well, we're just monsters, don't you know? Well, I guess I could put the word out. Can't guarantee much, though, Freddy smiled. Maybe you can also tell us where the dungeon with Dracula's rib is? Oh, sure, that smelly old thing. Freddy Monster pointed a claw. It's that way. Take a right at the fork. Thanks, Freddy, said Tim. You've been a real help. You're a real credit to monsterdom. Freddy Monster took a deep bow, dislodging a number of small furry insects from the crevices of his body all of which scurried back to his hairy feet for shelter. Glad to be of service to you, gentlemen. Tim and Simon bowed in return. Then they headed deeper into the darkness of the dungeons. The skeletons were what tipped Tim to the fact that they were in the right place. It was dark and dank, just like a dungeon was supposed to be. Somewhere water dripped, and in the distance, monsters shuffled. But it was when Tim smacked into the hanging bones that he knew they'd made it, they hung from the ceiling like grisly decorations, grim reminders of exactly what sort of fellow this Dracula was. When Tim hit the bones, they clattered and clinked around like castanets on Celebration Day. Tim jumped back, scared, nearly witless. Yow! Looks like Bone Day in biology class, he said, trying to make a joke so he wouldn't be spooked. Simon grunted. And look, on that platform up there, the item we seek. Tim, still weary of these skeletons, in this world you knew when skeletons would come alive and clatter down and grab a hole of your neck and squeeze, stared up. No bones about it. I mean, yeah, there it is. And there it was indeed. The rib was bleached bright white. It sat on a short pedestal and was encased in a globe made of crystal. Simon strode toward the winding steps that led toward the rib. However, before he can get very far, there was a sudden rumbling sound from deep in the earth. The floor shook. A fissure opened in the rock, and something emerged that made Tim want to just forget the whole thing, go back to his home dimension, and hide under his bed. It was an eyeball. A flying eyeball. <laughs>